So, ladies and gentlemen, I am here today with Women of Honor superstar Faye Elise. Welcome, Faye. Hey, how you doing, honey? Thank you for having me. Of course. So, as you already know, I've been a fan for quite a while. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I always like to start off with the simple, most basic question. What made you want to get into pro wrestling? I've been watching pro wrestling since I was a child, since I was probably like, what, seven, eight years old, watching, uh, I'm not trying to date myself, <laughs> but watching Shawn Michaels, watching Bret Hart, watching WCW with NWO, the Wolfpack, all the way to watching Sable and Jacqueline, to ECW. I was a the biggest fan of ECW because it was just so ratchet. Okay. Like, I left it. <laughs> so you're actually, you're a real wrestling fan. Because oh, anyone yes. who watched ECW, like, you a real fan. Yes, I tell people all the time, and I told Steve Carino, who is my mentor, that I saw him at the first ECW TV taping. Wow. That was in my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> they had their first ECW TV taping for TNN, the network at that time. I snuck in. I wasn't old enough to get in there, so ask. I snuck in. <laughs> ECW went on a business. I was like 10, so I was like, all right, you had to be. Oh, young. I was a teenager. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I was a teenager. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so, you know, you started watching wrestling at a time where, quite frankly, women weren't really wrestlers no so who did you see that made you want to be a wrestler Jacqueline oh, 100 percent Jacqueline to this day I tell people all the time like I looked up to Jacqueline because she was the only person at that time on TV that was my color that looked like us and she was a badass she was she was beautiful she ain't take no crap from nobody. Man or woman, she was whooping that She ass. wrestled men. <laughs> and beat them. Yes. And beat them. Yes. Beat Chavo. Beat Disco Inferno. Beat Crash. Almost beat Dean Malenko. But right? That, that, that was, mm, he got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, you having that dream of being a pro wrestler, did you know your whole life, like, this is what I want to be? Or was it just like, oh, I love wrestling, but I'm going to do something else? I loved wrestling, but I will say with my upbringing, my mom was definitely like, uh, yeah, you can watch wrestling. I would hint to her from mm -hmm. time to time, like, yeah, I think I want to wrestle. And she's like, no, you're going to be Oprah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll start I'll start studying broadcast and journalism. Maybe I can, that can be a way for me to get into yeah. the business. But at the end of the, end of the day, I wanted to wrestle. That was, that was your passion. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to say that I did it. I have a question. Do you think that it's because you're a woman or do you think it's just the black culture? It's not as receptive to pro wrestling. A little both. Because my family laughed at me. They were like, yeah, right. And then when they saw I actually was doing it, they were like, oh, shit. Like, you're serious. I would say it's a little of both because it's the fact that I am a woman. This is a dangerous sport. Yeah. I mean, it's not as tough as MMA, but we do some tough shit, like yeah. for real. But at you know our culture, we were told to watch it as a child, watch yeah. Hulk Hogan, watch Macho Man, watch all of that on a Saturday morning, yeah. like it was Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> but you were not supposed to take it seriously because they would tell me. I know my mom told me all the time. My brothers told me all the time. Oh, it's fake. 
Yeah. It's like my dad was supportive, but I was pretty much raised by my grandparents. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, so I that's why I couldn't watch Raw. I could only watch SmackDown because I got basic cable in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, real cable was downstairs, so mm-hmm. we couldn't watch Raw. But I think for me, because I was a guy, I played basketball, so I think for guys, it's like you're expected to do something black people typically do. Yes. And for a woman, they're like, all right, you're a woman and you want to do something physical. Yeah, it's, it kind of makes, our culture kind of makes it as it's a little weird. Yeah. Like, we're a little nerdish, and that's not even yeah. the case. It's like we are doing some of the most athletic shit you will ever see. It takes so much cardio to be a wrestler, and I hate, hate <laughs> cardio. Listen, I hate it. I'm skinny, and I hate cardio. <laughs> so it's like people bigger than me, they're like, I hate cardio. I'm like, listen, I'm a twig, and I hate cardio, too, so... <laughs> So. <laughs> but there are things, there are conditionings, there's so much you have to do before you even step in that ring to get you ready. And it's funny, I played basketball for a few years. I think the most pain I probably had was like, oh, my knee hurts a little bit. I ran the ropes for like, mm, not even five minutes. Back hurt, ass hurt, legs hurt, yep, yep. Something so simple as, people don't understand like how rough pro wrestling really is. And you really have to actually love it to to go for it with it. You have to love this. You have to have the passion for it. Yeah, I couldn't even roll over like my first. Week. Oh, I couldn't either. Don't I worry. Couldn't. Don't worry. <laughs> this girl I had the heat and pay and everything. <laughs> I could not roll over. It was so bad. Um, so, growing up, at what point did you say to yourself, "I'm gonna do this"? I always wanted to do this. When I was probably like 12 or 13, I think I told my mom that I wanted to be a wrestler, and she shot it down. Uh, So did my dad. (laughs) So it was always something that was in the back of my mind. I would say it wasn't until I was in college is where I was just like, you know what, I'm doing this. What was it that happened in your life? Was it <clears throat> like you saw an, an opportunity pass you by and you're like, oh, well, I don't want wrestling to be that opportunity. Or did you just say, you know what, I'm going to do it? It was two things that happened. Um, coming out of college, I was working at a radio station. I got my degree in journalism. Like Mama said. <laughs> yeah, like Mom said. <laughs> And I was in I was in the radio market in Cleveland and in Akron, Ohio, and it was just so much going on with that that I got the biggest ego to myself, believe it or not, because it's like one day I'm interviewing Young Jeezy, uh, the next day I'm DJ actually DJing in the club. Oh wow! And opening up for whatever like Gucci Man or whoever's there. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I got Man a little yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I got a little ego about myself at 19, 20 years old because it's like who's doing this yeah, at that age? People. Who's hanging out with all these rap superstars? Who's going to all these shows, all these free concerts, who's hosting all these parties? It was it was me. And I had to learn to humble myself because in an instant it's you will get gone. fired. And that's exactly oh, what got, happened. I got fired. Was it like, thank you for your services, or did you get a Vince McMahon, you're fired? No, it was uh, a thank you for your <laughs> services, we're going to bring in somebody else type ordeal. And you can send your air checks out to everybody, and it's just like, eh. And if you don't have that best reputation, 
you know, that kind of goes a long way as yeah. well. Because, yeah, she yeah, she knows what she's doing. She's fun. She's the life of the party. But she's a pain in the ass to deal with. So I had to learn to humble myself. And right at the same time that I had actually got fired from the radio station, my dad had passed away. Oh, my God. And that was just like two worlds were gone. Yeah. I was... I had to move back home with my mom, which I was like, I vowed never to do ever again. Yeah. Love you, mom. <laughs> but we are don't, like don't oil and water. Ass, don't get my ass kicked over this. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes we are like oil and water. And at that time, we were definitely oil and water. We just did not mix. And that's a lot for her to deal with, too, at the same time. Exactly. So like, just two hurt people kind of back under one roof. Exactly. So it was just like, and that's exactly what happened. Because she actually kicked me out right after that happened. Yeah. Because we were just like, we were two cats just going at it. And it took for me to actually just sit down, meditate, humble myself to be like, I don't even know why I really wanted to get into radio. I really do want to get into radio. I love music. I still listen to some of, some of the new stuff that's out right now. Right. But <laughs> some, some of it. But no matter what I always went back to watching wrestling I always went back to watching old DVDs I had old VHS tapes that I had because that was my entertainment for me yo I had um, it's so funny you say that I had Invasion on VHS because <laughs> I remember when my when we had illegal pay-per-view my brother had recorded it he had the chip <laughs> I had the chip no, we, I, had, we had the box and you kind of like how to, we call it zap in the box. It's mm. like you just put something in the back, you press some numbers. But it's like, it's so crazy. Like, we have these tapes, and it's like literally tapes. Like, no, not DVDs, tapes. Yep. Like, real tapes. Yep. So it, that took me to actually be like, you know what? I want to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this because at my size and my weight, and I know they're very athletic, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with, with this thing. But at least I could say that I tried it. Yeah. Maybe maybe it won't work out. So then I'll find a different career or a different path in my life. But at least you can say I did it. Yep. So you mentioned your size and how you look different. So how did you find the courage to go into a field where you knew no one looked like you, um, color-wise, number one? Also, body-wise, no one looked like you. Yes. So, <laughs> like, what happened to where you said, you know what, damn it, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Like, what happened? Like, walk me, walk us through that. It was me basically just being mad at myself because once I decided that I didn't want to wrestle, I was just like, okay, well, when I get to this size is when I'm going to start looking up schools and start training. Okay. It took me forever to get to that size. And once I got to that size, because I will tell people right now, crash dieting does not work for anybody. Crash dieting does not work. For anybody. Anybody. <laughs> so I would try to do this and get to that size. And I will put it back on. So then I'm like, all right, I need to get to a smaller size than what I was trying to get to. And I will put it back on. It just got to the point where I just got frustrated with myself. And it's like, either they're going to have to take me as I am, or this isn't the business for me. And is that what happened? Yeah. Took you as you are? Yeah. 
Now, were you this the size I see you now? Were you this size when you started, or were you actually no? Bigger or smaller? I was smaller. I was smaller. And it's crazy because I think you look perfectly fine the way you are now. <laughs> thank you, thank I mean, you. This girl, I'm a ra I was raised around big women, so I'm like I'm used to seeing women with curves and yes, women with okay, yeah, her stomach may not be flat, right? But that doesn't mean she's less beautiful or right. whatever. So did you come into this industry? kind of saying like I have to build my own confidence or did you 100% did you still have that expectation from the fans or like I need that validation or because honestly it's like everyone kind of wants validation but did you still want it or did you say you know what I'm not going to get it from anyone but myself I have to get the confidence in myself and honestly confidence in yourself helps play a role for confidence in wrestling because yeah. as long as you are confident in yourself and you think that you look good and you know what you're doing, then the fans will be like, all right, she looks good. She knows what she's doing. Right. It kind of, uh, it's almost like a tomfoolery type yeah. thing. They, they receive what you give them. Okay. So that's why when I first started actually training to wrestle, I was like, you know what? I'm a little big, but I know I'm a little cute. Yeah, yeah, cute in the face, thick in the waist. So, I'm going to take some pictures and see how this goes out. So, as me being a dojo student, you would say, or like training to wrestle, I did some modeling gigs. Okay. And that was well received. So, it was like, oh my God, when it came time for me to debut, it was like, oh my God, this girl, this beautiful, black, full-size, curvy woman is debuting to wrestle like we're expecting we're hoping that she does the best so you actually <clears throat> were smart about it you kind of built yourself up before your debut yes interesting i've never i mean to be quite honest i usually don't see that too much on the independent scene because usually it happens afterwards where oh, right. people debut they wrestle they're not getting the buzz that they like so they start they taking pictures and you know start getting their name out more I tried to do that beforehand, so basically in a way, you knew what to expect, because when you're coming out as, alright, uh, Faye Jackson is debuting against ODB, well, who the fuck is Faye Jackson? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. like, like, who this girl? But because people had already researched me, mm -hmm. and they, seen the, they didn't see any pics of me, like training they seen pics of me modeling okay so like all right she's cute because i hate to say it but some of these fans are fickle and they all about looks they don't care about yeah. the skills yeah so when they seen these pictures they're like oh we can't wait and she's big and curvy yeah. yes we can't wait and in a sense i i really want to say you're kind of a novelty because i mean now bigger women in wrestling is kind of becoming a thing yeah Real talk, I want to say, we kind of have to thank Nia Jax for that. Yes. Because nobody knew what she looked like. Yes. And then she debuted, and I was like, oh, God, it's a big girl. Oh, my God, she's not going to get cheered. And the reception she got, I was like, thank God. Because she's gorgeous. She is gorgeous, but I was just so worried because she looked... There's never been a woman her size. No. Even Karma. When Karma debuted, like, they hid her weight well. Mm -hmm. But for Nia to come out in basically a bodysuit, she's like, hey, I got curves, I have rolls, and she was like, fuck it. Quite honestly, me. I still don't like her bodysuit because it makes her look bigger than what she is. And I think she can show more skin. That's my only opinion on that. 
I thought so. I, I, I can see that. Definitely see that. But I was just so thankful. And me, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling. So for me, I almost like cried a little bit, like inside, because I was like, oh my gosh. Finally. Fans are so receptive to yeah. a full-figured woman. Yeah. I was like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe now we'll get a black women's champion. Woohoo, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to work harder. We do. We do. We have to work a lot harder to get any type of reception. They they expect more out of us. They say they don't, but they do expect more out of us. Do you think it's because low-key black people are entertaining? Yes. Like, we always have, like, an entertainment aspect to us, so they always expect more because... Yes. Think of, I, I'm like, hold on real quick. Think about all the... I would say not all black people are entertaining, especially in wrestling, because there are a few that I could name. I'm no, not, I mean, there's an assumption. Yeah, that, that you know, they, <laughs> they can wrestle their butts off, but putting on an actual show... It's not their thing. They know how to wrestle, but they don't know how to put on the show but to get people in. Get people in there. No, we're not going to name drop because there are quite a few. But at the end of the day, and we want you to get signed. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, we are known for being the entertainment value. Yep. Either singing, because look at look at who's over in WWE. That's black. The New Day. Yeah. And then dancing. Naomi dancing. Yep. The Usos. I mean, well, they're not really black, but they were kind of they, dancing before. Yeah, they, they got some culture. In yeah. Them. So yes. it's like pretty much all the over acts of color. There's some type of as they're not just based off of looks or body it, or like skill. It's because they have something about them. Or as our old school people call it, shucking and jiving. Yeah, that too. So you mentioned like the tomfoolery of having to, you know, show that confidence and the confidence translates to what you have in the ring. Do you feel like you have to put on a show like, all right, I'm going to the curtain. I have to be, the, I, I have to be like Miss Milkshake. I have to be, yeah, I, girl, I told you I follow you. <laughs> like, do you, or is that who you are? That's who I am. I don't feel like I have to do it. I feel like I I don't feel like I have to do it, but I feel like I have to do it because that's who I am. Like, I want to make sure that you remember from the time I walk out to the curtain to the time I walk to the back of the curtain that you remember who I am. So, anybody could come out being 5'4", 5'5", 125 pounds, wearing a two-piece suit, come out with some cute music or whatever, and that's that's them because they don't have nothing about them. You're going to remember who Faye Jackson is, win or lose. Because you do have to work harder because you do look different. So automatically people are going to be put off like, okay, well, she's a little different. Yes. So not only do you have to work harder in the ring from a wrestling standpoint, you also have to work harder from a character standpoint. Yes. So you've been doing this for a while now. What would you say has been your biggest challenge? Uh, quite honestly, I would probably say... The biggest challenge is always connecting with the crowd to make sure that they are into what you're doing. But once you got it, you got them. Once you got them in the palm of your hands, you got them. I mean, I could work with anybody and they can be as dry as dirt. And it's like, all right, we're going to make a little fun out of this. Because if they don't like it, that crowd does not like it. It's not good. The power is in the fans now, believe it or not. Because if the fans don't like it, they will go on Twitter and they will go Instagram, off. they will yep. go on Facebook and say this match sucked. 
because it was I I saw your match with ODB, and she's actually one of my you know one of my favorite wrestlers on the independent scene now. I just found it so interesting that your match was so character driven. Like, because you have a character that's relatively big. Mm -hmm. ODB also has a, a really big mm -hmm. character. So, do you ever feel like that's a challenge? Because, like, that's someone who's very popular. Mm -hmm. I'm also relatively popular. Do you look That was my debut match. And we didn't know what to do. Because it's like, she saw me and it was like, okay. I know this is your first match, so I understand what you're thinking and what you're going through right it now. It looked like it was your first oh, match. Oh, that was though. my first match. The confidence. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> what? Because when she was down in the corner, and you you know you had to bend it over to touch your toes. That's one of my favorite oh, moves, you know, by the way. You know. <laughs> one of my favorite moves. And I was like, you would never think this is someone's debut match. Because like you said, it was that confidence. Like you carried yourself. Like, I didn't know it was your debut until you just said it. Yeah. That was my that. first wrestling match ever. Wow. And even then, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what I should even be <laughs> as I walked out. But as soon as the music hit, and they're like, you got to go out there. And I'm like, holy fuck, help me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> help me, please. It's just something. As soon as I walked through that curtain, I was just like, all right, time to put on the show. Because I do feel like you transformed. Because, like, talking to you now, I was like, I see, like, oh, yeah, you're fun. But I also see, like, you have a switch. You have to. Because I've seen you in the ring, and it's like, turn up. Oh, yeah, like, you have straight. to. You have to. <laughs> so. I mean, with me, it's like, what you see is what you get. Right now, this is just toned down. But when I have to put on the show, I turn into Beyonce. I can vouch for this. <laughs> So, you know, the, the challenge is, you say, connecting with the crowd, and obviously you overcame that. So, what are your goals? Obviously, everyone's goal, we think, is to make it to NXT, WWE. Is that a goal for you? I will say I will put it in the air, and I let God guide me through everything. I will, I will put it as a goal, but I don't put it as a goal. Like, I have to be there. That I 100% or this means nothing. Because at the end of the day, I have accomplished so much in less than two years yeah. that most people can't even say that they've done. There's people that still haven't even had a match two years later. So. Exactly. So, I would say God has blessed me enough. If it happens, it happens. If they did call me and say, hey, we want to sign you for NXT, I'm not going to say no. Because if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't happen, it wasn't meant to be. I like that attitude. So, it's like, it's in God's hands. God, if this is what you want, want me, me. If you want me there, you put me there. Work it out. But if not, I accept that. Mm -hmm. So, do you have like a backup plan or it's because you know what we do now obviously we don't have the big contracts that right the big organizations do so do you have like a plan b or um as far as well i'll tell you that Fei does have her mba in, ahead, girl. in sports management welcome to the club okay. I do. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> I do have my MBA in sports management. I've always been a big fan of sports organizations. I worked for the NBA for three years. I'm working for the NFL right now. Do not hit me up. Because I'm going to tell you now. Not right now. No so tickets. I don't know nothing. But you're, oh, and it's so funny because when I started and I was training, they asked me, they're like, well, why did you get started so late? And I said, well, I wanted a back, I wanted like a plan B. I'm like, 
what if I never get signed? Right. I'm like, because a lot of people... And you have to think about that. This is not forever. Wrestling is not forever. Your body does not allow wrestling to be forever. That's kind of why when I stepped away, well, I kind of got kicked out. But I was kind of content with it at that time. Because I was like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And I'm like... When I'm 35, I want to be able to run after my kids. Exactly. Like, oh, damn, my knee. Or, exactly. oh, my God, my back. Exactly. <laughs> but I said to them, I was like, I wanted to have a foundation so that if wrestling didn't work out, like, I'm not 35 waiting table. Mm, exactly. I know a lot of people, like, that's what they do. To and it's nothing, you know what, and it's, it's nothing wrong with that because everybody has their dream. Yeah. Sometimes dreams don't happen instantly, so you do have to have a, a plan B. I wish people would come into this sport with at least a bachelor's degree or yeah. an associate because there are, I mean, there are some places that do have contracts. You need to know how to read those yes. contracts and, and know what you're signing to. just sign it because they're so happy. Or they may even see something, they're like, oh my gosh, this is not the best type of deal, but I just want to be signed anyway. Mm-hmm. But I'm... So like I said, I have a goal, and if it's in God's hands for me to ever go to NXT or WWE, he will put me there, but I also know how to read and write because he gave me my degree as well. And if it doesn't work out, you still have something to fall back on that's lucrative. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, so you are beautiful, <laughs> athletic, thick, and you are now intelligent. Well, so what else do the fans need to know about Faye that they may not know? Uh, like I say, I'm, what you see is what you get. I mean, I'm too, I'm, I will say I am too old for the, the cattiness and the bullshit. Uh, I say what I need to say. <laughs> I do. I 100% say what I need to say. Either you like it or you don't. That's why you probably would never see me have a microphone in the ring. Okay. Because because well, people know that you, whatever that say. Piece, I'm pretty awesome at promos. I'm just saying. So am I. But majority of the people probably never hear them because they know what come out of my mouth. But that may help a character sometimes. Oh, it does. It does. But it's the fear that yeah. companies have. They never. Your, your liability. I'm okay with that though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% on it. If you give me a microphone, just trust that I will say something entertaining, probably funny, probably shady, but, but I'm going to say what I got to say. It'll get it over. It'll get the match yeah, over. I, I will say what I got to say. <laughs> that That's... is so great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so how can people find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, Faye Jackson 419. Like I said, Toledo, Ohio, rep the hometown. So that was the area code. Faye, Faye Jackson 419. <laughs> Instagram uh, and Twitter. Yep. Okay. And on Facebook, if you want to hit me up, it's either you can Google search or whatever, Facebook search Faye Jackson or Faye Elise. Usually Faye Elise pops up and that's what the E, E L I S. Awesome. So is there anything else that, you know, you want to let the listeners know about your journey in wrestling, where you are right now? Um, Right now, I just say I'm very blessed. I go where I'm booked. I've been getting quite a few bookings that I'm very happy with. Uh, My summer, I don't know if people that do follow me, seeing that I called it the summer of Faye, and I called it the summer of Faye for a reason. So So just... Just stay tuned and keep watching where I will show up. Awesome. So before we go, um, I have one question that I forgot, and you actually just hinted on it. 
Can you talk about your schedule a little bit? Like what it's like um, being an independent wrestler with the bookings and trying to lock them down? Lord. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really want to tell people, realistically, this is what it's like. Like it's not easy. No, it's, ve- uh, it's very like, if you're smart about it, you take the bookings that you know will benefit you and vice versa the company will benefit out of it as well Um, there are a couple of companies like uh, of course uh, Ring of Honor Woman of Honor that I will always be booked with unless something else happens or like something major happens Um, I just got word from Nova Pro in Virginia and they're a pretty big fed that they want me to come every month um, with uh, this company called Brecom uh, Championship Wrestling that's in Queens. They're a new running fed. They've been running for about, I want to say a year now, but I've been there for a year and I started with this company when there was 20 people in this crowd to now there is 200. Wow. Because of the, just because I believed in that company. But uh, weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, gone. <laughs> like, just gone. <laughs> How good does it feel for a company to either DM you or call you and say, Faye, we want you this weekend for our show. How good does that feel? It's, in a way, uh, I'm always humbled by it because it's like, I mean, you could get anybody. So why are you hitting me up? But but thank you very much. Obviously, you've seen something that I didn't see. But if you want me there, and I represent myself in the best way and represent my best way to your company as well. So you want me to come back. So, Faye, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity. I reached out to you. You were like, absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. You were like, let's do it. Let's do it this day. <laughs> so it's so nice to meet someone. And it's like you know you see them on social media and then you meet them and they're so much more pleasant not to say that you're not pleasant you're you're amazing (laughs) online but you know you have this character so it's just so nice to meet someone and like the character is kind of one and the same hey i told you what you see is what you get with me so Faye, thank you for stopping by the xavier vaughn show i love your work i'm gonna always support thank you thank you so much it's been my pleasure having you today and i'm gonna enjoy the show well thank you so much all right Faye Faye, thank you for stopping by.